Hey, what's going on? One, two. Stokely from Salsa on the Lake. Whoa. Um, there's a great YouTube channel. Um, he's like a long form. He's a long form YouTuber for the most part. Well, I don't know if it's long form. YouTube algorithms, according to what I heard. If you really want to become an affiliate, you have to make videos that are more than 20 minutes long. Um, that will help you. Uh, it'll, it'll more more so help you in the algorithms because uh, you know you need to have a certain amount of watch time, and if you can if you can keep people watching, uh, that goes up. But they, they suggest you make videos that are at least 20 minutes long if you want to become an affiliate. Anyhow, um, he so I would say he makes long form videos because most of his videos are around that 20 minute mark. Um, which is good for me because I like to work and listen to something because, you know, I got ADD, HD, HD times three. So, you know, I can't just work and focus on my work. I need something also occupying the other part of my, my brain at the same time. I need to be constantly entertained. And, you know, so I can't even blame little kids for keep moving around because I'm just the same. Um, the only reason I stayed still in class growing up because the teachers used to beat us. Anyhow, that's just me. But he was, uh, he had a show. He published an episode about loneliness. Did I tell you the name of the YouTube channel? The YouTube channel's name is Cold Fusion. Cold Fusion. He's a guy that makes like, uh, he makes like trance music, dance music. Uh, but he also, um, so he also, yeah, but he also makes these, um, YouTube documentaries and he's getting, you know, he's not on the level of a David Boyle, um, uh, you know, yeah, but he doesn't really show his face. Uh, David Boyle shows his face and talks and whatever. Um, so he's really formatted and he really writes down what he's doing. He doesn't freestyle it. It's a pretty good. I guess you could call it a podcast, but, you know, it, it's um, it's like a slideshow and his voice is in the background, you know, and, and, and uh, it's pretty good. Cold Fusion, check him out. Um, so Cold Fusion, he said he's been preparing for months on this report on the loneliness epidemic. I had published the episode on the loneliness epidemic, I don't know, either beginning of the year or, or, or last year, basically... Um, just conveying some of the things, just a little tad of what he was saying. He really expounded on it, but I just touched on the little part that I saw online, which was that um, loneliness is as bad as for your health as smoking. And I think that was in the Wall Street Journal, or either Washington Post, or maybe one of the one of the other, uh, you know, maybe political. I, I don't remember exactly where it came from, uh, where I saw it, but it was. Um, it attributed, it, it, it associated, you know, it made a connection between loneliness and and, 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 uh, and and health conditions. And cold fusion, he really dug deeper into it, and he connected it to a lot of things. He connected it to rugged individualism, and I'm all, I'm not always talking about, but there was a point this year, like middle of this year, where I was talking about rugged individualism a lot, and I thought that was not good. I think that. Multi-generational households are a great thing. 
and recently I was looking at some statistics. Um, mostly, you know, the, the, the religion that has households with multi-generational families in them are mostly people of the Muslim faith. Um, just about everybody else lives in smaller, either mother, father, and children, or single parent or individual households. But uh, the, the households that have multi-generational households mostly uh, fall into the religion of Islam. I'm always talking about religion, Christianity, whatever. So, you know, these things matter to me because I want to find solutions. And cultures have worked on certain solutions and solving certain kind of problems. Now, it might be interesting to look further and see what the suicide rates are for these relative demographics. And what are the social ills that you're suffering? Uh, I was really looking at it from the economic perspective. Uh how the religious families, how families, how family structures are based upon religion. And um, Muslims didn't really fall high on the economic income level. So even though they have multi-generational households, it's not working out for them financially necessarily. But anyhow, um, uh, so stick a pin in that. Um, I encourage multi-generational households it's hard for people to get along because we have a rugged individualism kind of free society. And he touched on that because he was talking about the 70s. And I was talking about the 70s. I was talking about the, you know, when people want to do whatever they want. They want to use drugs, whatever. And then everything went downhill. You know what I mean? Like the, the drug use of the 70s and the 60s or whatever, you know, it kind of really messed everything up. You know what I mean? So things happen good in the 60s in the sense that, you know, uh, black people got voting rights and, and uh, desegregation and stuff like that. Yeah, that's all nice and dandy, but at the same time, we had all our free love and, uh, and uh, um, you know, people trying to... Dis- people. We destroyed a lot of orders that were bad, but we destroyed some orders that were good also, like listening to your parents and, you know, staying around your family and and, and being, uh, being more family-oriented and not being so much an individual and, and a rebel. And a rebel with no uh, cause. Anyhow, go check out Cold Fusion stuff because, you know, my podcast is like trash, you know, not, not to say anything bad about it, but, you know, I'm not really saying much. Um, but he touched on a lot. He talked about the loneliness in Japan. There's over a million people in Japan that they never leave their room. You know, they don't, they only go out to use the, leave their room to use the bathroom and, and eat. Otherwise, they don't leave their room. They feel ostracized. And, they, and as a result, they isolate themselves. They want the world to come to them. Um, they spend the whole day watching YouTube and, and listening to videos and stuff like that. Hopefully, some of the people in Japan listen to me right now. Hey, man, if you're in Japan, you're listening to me right now, and you're one of those people that live in your house and you never come out, man, reach out to me, man. Say what's up. You know? Um, and, you know, I feel bad because... The other day, you know, um, on my Twitter, somebody sent me a message just asking me, like, some questions. That, and I was like, you know, uh, I said abruptly, listen, what, what is your, what, what's your, what, 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 what do you want? And it seemed to have offended them. But, I mean, I have no regrets regarding it based on something I had said before this morning that got deleted. But anyhow, because there's a lot of scammers on the Internet. So if somebody just reaches out to me and starts talking to me. I'm going to immediately think this is a scam 
either you're scamming or you're asking me a question. Either you ask me a question, you ask me for some advice, or you're a scammer, or you want to buy something. You want to buy something, you want to sell something, you want to ask a question, or you're trying to scam me. You're not trying to be my friend. I'm not a celebrity. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to be abrasive or whatever, but it kind of scares me. You know, I'm kind of apprehensive and I'm scared scared about just interacting with strangers online. So I said, "Um, what's 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 going on? What's uh, you know?" I said, "Um, what's the purpose of your call?" (laughs) You know what I mean? Basically, like, do you want some advice? Uh, you know, what, 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 what do I owe this privilege of speaking to you? And he said, oh, I just saw one of your pictures and thought it was funny. And I said, you know, I'm thinking to myself, what picture are you talking about? And I didn't post any funny pictures at all. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, this person is a scammer. So I said, oh, okay, thank you so much. Thumbs up. You know, and I hope that wasn't like a genuine person that I offended, but I hope they understand that. Listen, we're surrounded by scammers. There's so many scammers that request me or request to follow me or or follow me. And I try, I follow them back because I try to follow back everybody that follows me. I follow them back. Then they end up trying to sell me crypto or trying to get me into some kind of pyramid scheme or try to get me to do something like send them, I don't know, to invest in some whatever or buy a product or whatever the case may be. If it's buying a product, it's not a problem. That's a product. But if you're just trying to scam me and get me say you're going to counsel me on how to be a crypto billionaire, uh, you know, or if I send you five dollars, you're going to send me ten thousand dollars. Like, come on now. You know, let's let's not do that. So anyhow. Going back to the loneliness epidemic thing, I hope that person was a lonely person. Um, I hope they're OK. I'm not going to I'm not going to follow up with them because uh, no, it's not. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. Um. Um, I'm really sorry if, if you're really going through it right now. Um, I'm just so much defending myself. And what I was saying this morning and got deleted is that I read something that said, let you, uh, if you have to think about it, the answer is no. And I know that I'm a very indecisive person and I let, you know, I let a lot of things fly, let a lot of disrespect fly. And because I think I'm a coward. That's why I think that I let a lot of disrespect and I'm not. I don't believe in my own ability and my own strength to keep myself afloat. So I believe that I need to maintain every connection, even the bad ones, in order to uh, survive. So some people have a loneliness issue where they, you know, in, in, in Cold Fusion's video, some people are like, I don't have any friends. I don't know how to make friends. Um, I'm, I'm in the company sometimes of people who are abrasive and abusive. But I maintain those connections because I never, maybe I'm scared to lose friends. Maybe I'm scared to lose friends. And that's not a friend. That's not a friend. Someone that abuses or disrespects you or whatever, exploits you, that's not a friend. That's not a friend at all. So don't just willy-nilly try to go and make friends. That's how you get scammed. That's how you get robbed. That's how you get set up. You know, that's how you end up doing what you don't want to do. And at the same time, let your no be no, like the Bible says. I think the Bible says let your no be no. And if you got to think about it, the answer is no. You be stronger than me. Be braver than I am. Don't be, don't be a coward like me. Don't be indecisive like me. Be better. 
Let your no be no, and your yes be yes. And if you got to think about it, the answer is no. And if the person can't handle it, um, it's unfortunate. And I'm sure that 99.9999% of people can't handle you telling them no. Unfortunately. So some people have a loneliness epidemic. Um, I don't think I have that issue, but anyhow, it's not about me. Anyhow, so this is my take on something that I don't think that the guy who runs Cold Fusion is called Indiegogo. His name is Indiegogo. So I'll say Cold Fusion or I'll say Indiegogo. So Cold Fusion touched on a lot of things. He touched on the rugged individualism of American culture, you know, especially the turn of the century in the 60s. Uh, the turn, the change in the culture during the 60s. And then he mentioned also the change in the culture um, uh, due to the due to cell phones, which he says cell phones made it even worse. You know? Um, and we've already spoken about, you know, there have been so many articles that say that social media makes people depressed. I think it's a combination of both of those things. And this morning, oh yeah, that's what I was really originally talking about. I was talking about decision anxiety. And that's why I said, let your no be your no and let your yes be yes. And if you got to decide, and if you got to think about it, the answer is no. It's, um, uh, I was thinking about decision anxiety. And I was saying how Mark Zuckerberg, he wears the same thing every day so that he doesn't have to make a decision. And the good thing about school uniforms is you don't have to make a decision and you don't have to be compared to anybody else. So there's no classism. There's no jealousy. We're all wearing the same uniform. Um, we're all equals here. We're all here focused on getting our education, just like in the military. You know what I mean? We're all equal troops. We're all infantrymen or whatever the case may be. We're all wearing the same uniform. We're not all out here. You're wearing flip-flops. I'm wearing Jordans, whatever the case may be. We don't have to look at each other in that kind of way. We're focused on one goal, and it's either fight the war or learn to get our education or whatever the case may be. United, okay? No classism. We're all, all equal here. Um, it doesn't matter where this guy came from. It doesn't matter where that guy came from. We're all wearing the same uniform. We're all in the same rank. Whatever. If somebody else is a different rank, then they wear a different stripe. And that's the only way you're going to differentiate them. But we're all on the same team. Anyhow, so one thing I don't think Indiegogo, Indiegogo didn't go into necessarily relationships, which I call relations. S-H-I-T-S. You didn't really get into that. But um, one thing he mentioned, he was saying that there's people who can be lonely in the presence of others. People are, many people are lonely even when they're in the presence of others. So even a lot of these kids that live in Japan that won't come out of their room, they're living with their parents. Their parent is right there in the house. They feel lonely because that's not the person they want to hang out with. Anyhow, so I think when you compile the access to social media and people looking out, because one thing these, and I've watched multiple documentaries of on these Japanese, Hinatsuburi, I think that's what they call them. These Japanese kids who think they don't belong and they, they ostracize, well, they ostracize themselves. They, they exile themselves. So, what they all say is that I don't fit in. 
They keep saying, I don't fit in. So I think what's happening is they're going on social media or they're looking in the media. They're looking at the videos. They're looking at the magazines. And they say, listen, what? my aesthetic does not match this aesthetic. I don't look like this. I don't sound like this. I don't dress like this. I don't match the height. I don't, I don't look like what is considered the look. So now I have to, I feel bad about myself. I have to go in the corner. And this is the same thing that makes these young women and women in general depressed based on social media. So, you know, people see other people, you know, they have a beautiful appearance or they're going on trips or they're getting married or whatever. And this is one of the reasons I think that many people are lonely when they're around someone. They're looking, they have so much decision anxiety for one part of it, and they have so much jealousy for another part of it, and they feel inadequate because they're not doing what everybody else is doing. You know, but we're social animals. That's how we are programmed. We're programmed like that. So you got to kind of conquer the beast, conquer your lower vibration self, and think to yourself, listen. You know what? I don't have the looks of that person. I don't have the money of that person. I don't have the relationship of that person. I don't have the whatever that person has. But guess what? I love myself. I'm grateful for what I have. And I'm going to work with that and I'm going to be happy with that. So I'm not saying that you'll be complacent and you won't work towards those things. But you're not going to become depressed off of it. Listen, the migrants are coming to America because they see America on the internet. They see America on the TV. They see America on their social media. And it looks like it's this. But when they get here, it's a different story. It's much harder than they thought. So, some of them, I was just watching a show about some migrants crossing the river, people falling into a river and dying. And some of the people saying, listen, man, don't come. It was not easy. Don't come. You know what I mean? So, the um, fear of missing out, that's how we market products. I've talked about that so many times. Fear of missing out is how we market products. And we take products and we put beautiful people next to them and we sell it. Because people feel like, oh, yeah, 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 you know, I don't, I feel inadequate. But look at this person who people adore. If I have that product, I will be adored just like that. So anyhow, so I feel a lot of people are lonely or, you know, either by whatever as a result of their fear of missing out, their jealousy, um, their, um, they're thinking that things are grass is greener on the other side, you know? So where they are is so terrible. These Hinataburi, or whatever the Japanese word was, are living in a house with their parent, not talking to their parent, not vibing with their parent, not connecting with their parent, not even cool with their family, just sitting in a room watching YouTube, trying to live a life through the internet that they think is life. While they are living life right now. So the fact that we have so much access and visual. Uh, we can be immersed into someone else. Overt or marketed or sanitary media edited lifestyle on the internet. We think that, oh, my life is crap. You know, because they're watching that. Which you don't know anything about that person. That person is putting out the best pictures. They're smiling their pictures. They're doing whatever. Recently, probably, I don't know, a good five, six years ago, I stopped doing that. I did that a lot before, and I'm an attention 
W-H-O-R-E just as much as the worst attention W-H-O-R-E out there. I'm one of the worst. I used to just post silly stuff. And now I go on my Facebook and I see stuff that I posted in 2014, 2015. I was like, why did I post all this corny stuff? Why did I post all these things that just came out of my mind? Like, like somebody wanted to listen to it. Nobody wants to hear that. Why did I post these pictures over here? Oh, why did I do that? You know? Now, don't be like me. Don't be, you know, enjoy yourself, man. Enjoy yourself. You like posting stuff, do what you do your thing. You know what I mean? That's just me being jaded, okay? So don't 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 think I'm dumping on you or anything like that. You enjoy your posting. You enjoy posting your trip. You enjoy doing all of that. Now, if I might add, I come from the caste that is mostly relegated to poverty around the world. So most of the people on my social media are impoverished people. You know, they fought, they're in the same caste as I am. So if I'm over here smiling and joking and all that, and some of them is going in and out of prison, some of them is, some of them are living on public assistance, some of them are whatever the case may be. How fair is that? Now, I didn't think of that before. I wasn't thinking of that before. Maybe you're in a circle where everybody is up. Everybody has a degree. Everybody has a living wage job. Everybody's going on trips. Okay, then that's okay because hate always comes from below. So if you're all on the same level or they're above you, you can go ahead. But, you know, anyhow, so far the hate I don't think has overly affected me. Well, not, not from the people from Facebook. But anyhow... So, I think social media just, well, Indiegogo mentioned the cell phone, which implies social media. I think the social media has made people more lonely because they don't think that what they're living is life. They don't think what they're living is life. You are living life. Live your life. Live your life. Don't live the life of somebody on the internet. Listen, man, and, you know... I'm just as jealous as anybody else. I got all those negative, low vibration, limber, lizard brain type of behaviors everybody else has. This is what I do. When I see somebody doing something and I have a jealousy type of thought in my head, what I do is I put their profile on mute. You can put their profile on mute. I don't want to unfriend them. I'm still their friend. But I have feelings of inadequacy. So I just put them on mute so I don't have to see what they're doing. So I don't have to hate on them. Because I don't, I know that's wrong. I care about them. I want to see them win. I do want to see them win. I do, I want them to win. Maybe I want them, I want them to win, but I don't want to see it. Maybe that's what it is. I want them to win, but I feel inadequate. So I can understand haters because I'm one of them. I can understand haters when they hate and when they're saying hateful things. Because I think it. I don't act on it. I don't say it. I don't exercise on it. You know? I never actually do a physical hate on anybody. Or let it manifest in any kind of way. I would hope. So I just put them on mute. Put them on mute so I don't have to see what they're doing. Let them enjoy what they're doing. And, you know, I don't have to watch it. And I'm not posting either. Because I don't want to... I'm not posting any happy nothing. Even though there's not really much to report. But I don't tell people about my podcast. I don't tell people that I know about Soft on Delay. I did maybe in the beginning when I needed to use them as. Uh, use them in my testing when I was 
doing my initial formulas, yes, I told him about it. But now, I mean, it's kind of, I'm kind of um, on a pause that's kind of defunct right now. I don't tell anybody about it. I don't post about it. I don't talk about it. I keep it to myself, and I and I, and I depend on strangers to to listen to my stuff. So, you know, if strangers find my stuff, if strangers like my stuff, I'm more interested in that because I don't want to irk or instill or inspire any jealousy or hate or envy or anything inside of the people who I'm around because they might think that it's bigger than it is. They might think that it's more successful than it is because um, I saw one of my cousins, they say, oh, I want to be a celebrity like you. I said, I'm not a celebrity. The only reason why he thought maybe that I had some kind of internet presence is because when you do branding, you have to be, you have to try to appear ubiquitous. You have to have a Twitter. You have to have an Instagram. You got to have a Facebook. You got to have a, a YouTube. You got to have a, a website. You know, hopefully you have a trademark. So I have some online presence. So if you Google Sauce on the Lay, you're going to see it appear as if it's ubiquitous or it, it, as if it has some presence somewhere. So, you know. But he wasn't saying it in any kind of hateful kind of way. But someone may misconstrue and think that you're so successful. Look at whenever these people become successful, they start saying bad things about them. They start saying, oh, this person is Illuminati. Or this person made a blood sacrifice. Or all kind of conspiracy stuff. <laughs> Let me not get too conspiracy. But anyhow, all I'm saying is, man, listen, man. Stop watching other people. You know, we're social animals. It's part of us. It's part of the drive that keeps us competitive. and makes us keep working and, and keeps us going. These these low vibration impulses, I'm finding that's what keeps us going. Because if we had to intellectualize everything, it'll take too long to make us uh, make a decision. You know, when you're when you're being indecisive, you're using the upper part of your brain. When you say, when somebody say, "Hell no," that's the that's that's the limbic, you know, that's the part that knows knows what's up. When you have a urge. Uh, when you have these urges, you know, S-E-X-U-A-L, that's part of your low vibration. That's what keeps the earth populated. If you was up to your cerebral and your upper part of your brain, you'll be like, you know what, listen, maybe I don't want to have to, I don't want to have to go to dinner. I don't want to have to talk to you. I don't want to have to do that. Blah, 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 blah. I, you know what, guess what? I'm not going to reproduce. I'm not going to even engage in any coitus. It costs too much. <laughs> you know what I mean? If it was left to your upper brain, you wouldn't do anything. So we kind of leave these lower vibration, hate, anger, fear, jealousy, all those seven deadly sins, unfortunately. Uh, we need, we kind of need them to keep us going. Otherwise, our upper brain would be like, listen, I'm so intellectual. I'm so high mind. I'm so uh, high vibration. I'm so disconnected from the physical. I'm so beyond the flesh that I don't need to do anything. I'm just going to sit right here. And I'm going to starve myself to death because, you know, really, ultimately, there's really no point to all of this. There's really no point. When you get into cerebral, you realize all of this stuff we're doing, there's really no point. There's really no point. It's just a rat race. There's really no point to all of it. So let me just sit here. I'm not going to eat. I'm not going to um, be succumb to my lower limbic brain and all that. I'm not going to succumb to that. I'm just going to sit here and I'm going to not drink any water. I'm not going to eat and I'm just going to pass because it really doesn't matter. Anyhow, hey, man, we need all of those motivations to keep us going. Huh? 
Is that is that how it goes? Anyhow, that's just my opinion on it. But hey, man, stop watching people, man. Like Cameron used to say, "Don't." I tell my lady, "Don't watch me. Watch TV." <laughs> that's what he used to say. I can't say that. That's crazy. I'll get in trouble. Anyhow, thanks for listening. Hey, what's going on? It's Stokely from Sausandolay. You know what I forgot to say, and the thing that I really wanted to um touch on. In regards to relation, S-H-I-T-S, relationships, a lot of them are failing even more than usual. Um, Indiegogo from uh, Cold Fusion, he spoke a lot about single parent households, single mother households and stuff like that and yada yada. And we know all the ills from those 90, 90 over 90% of people in prison uh, don't have a father in the home. Never had, didn't have a father in the home, so whatever. But um, what what's causing a lot of you know people seeing other people's relationships online, thinking that they can have that, they can move into that, and their one is no good. The one they're in is no good, and it's so terrible and it's horrible. And they got to um, you know, in some cases it is. You know, if there's domestic violence, you understand that. Listen, there's other people out here that are not suffering domestic violence. There's not people suffering oppression there's not people that have to conform to you know female genital mutilation or you know forced marriages or or childhood marriages you know you see you get exposed to know that listen there's a better life out there there's there's a more um egalitarian fair and 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 and, and holistic sustainable a fair situation out there now we also creates a situation where people are in a relatively tolerable manageable quote-unquote situation um i think relationships relationships were as bad in the olden days in the pre-1960s and the 50s i think they were just as bad before the alcoholism was there the abuse was there the um all of these things were there before but people just stuck in it because of the social norms and the social constructs and they thought that's just how it was and they didn't really know any better until television Television and media started telling them that there is better out there. So now that they know that there's better out there, I don't have to stay here anymore. I can go out and try to find better. So, you know, people, divorces shot up. And Indiegogo from Cold Fusion talks about the increases in divorces. And, and it makes sense because now people have even more access to other what they think is better than what they have for themselves so they're always thinking that um there's better options out there there's a better option out there now that may be the case that may be the case or maybe it doesn't you know the grass is greener on the other side when you get closer to the grass now you realize oh this grass isn't really that green but anyhow that's fine and dandy if they want to go and explore that they can do that but they shouldn't torture the other person they should just go and go away if there's greener grass on the other side if it's so better and so good on the other side they should go there and not berate torture or try to manipulate the current person because the current person is not going to change people don't change for the most part adults don't change for the most part People only really change for the most part when they go through a traumatic event uh, that kind of cracks them and brings them around to a, a new understanding, you know? Like, 
Christians would say perfectly broken. You know, when they found Jesus, when they came to Jesus, they had a come to Jesus moment, as they would say. That's when something bad happens to them. Something bad, terrible has happened to them and brought them so low that they, you know, they have to, they have to become spiritual because the physical world, they're limited. The physical world is limited regarding certain solutions and they've come to Jesus because that's a solution. Now, anyway, based on the research, you know, that I was doing regarding religions and, and wealth, atheists are some of the most, or non-religious people, no religion, people who have no religion, are just, are right below Jewish people in regarding high income earning. So atheists or non-religious people um, are pretty successful. They don't depend on a invisible, but um, most of the people who are non-religious in that statistic are from China. So we have to consider what is the culture of China. You know, anyhow, I like to look at these demographics only to provide help. It's not to be xenophobic, racist, or anything like that. I just want to know which groups are successful, which groups are not successful. So far, when you check the scoreboard, um, my people, the quote-unquote African-American group, is relegated to the lowest caste in every continent, even their own continent of Africa. So, <laughs> the... Um, it's something that we need to investigate. It's something we need to look at and we need to reevaluate. Because yes, you know, racism is a factor, but you know, we can't, we, we, we can't, um, that's, let's, 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 let's leave it as a constant in the equation and let's see how we can solve the equation um, in spite of that constant. How can we solve the equation with a known constant? That's the best way to solve an equation. The best way to solve an equation is when some of these constants are already given. So it's given that racism is present. So now we have that constant. Now we are aware of that constant. It's even easier to solve the equation now. Should be if we look from look at it from a solutions-based perspective. Anyhow, whether that's changing your culture, changing your religion, changing your belief system, uh, changing your attitude, changing your perspective, um, having gratitude, having a, a, a managerial ruling class mindset, um, you know, increasing your self-discipline, um, curating your feed, curating your friends, building your village, and 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 um, you know, and, and being decisive, um, being uh, like I said, disciplined already, and so and so and so forth. You know, sometimes it requires being um, crass. Sometimes it requires being abrupt. Um, you know, but. Um, yeah, I just want to touch on that because it definitely is affecting relationships a lot. And I, you know, um, I try to, I mix that word into another word. So it's not really a curse word uh, <laughs> because it's one singular word that doesn't really exist. It's just like, I just changed the, I just changed the P to a T um, in, in the word relationships. I just changed the P to a T. And, and, and I created a new word, which is not a real word. It's not a curse word either. Yeah. So the, so the um, you know, seeing other beautiful people out there, you you look over at your spouse, you look over at your mate, and you're like, this is what I got. Or you know, seeing uh, people having fun with their with their significant other, you're like, oh, they're not even, 
doing that for me. They're not buying that for me. They're not flexing me like that. They're not posting me. You know, people people have issues with their spouse posting them online. You know, I had a buddy that I grew up with. Well, I didn't grow up with. We went to school together. He's um he's a more of a zealous regarding religion than I am. And uh, him and his wife used the same account, used the same Facebook account. But eventually, I don't know what happened. It just, it just disappeared. I don't know. Well, hopefully everything is all right with him. Hopefully they that was that was that, that was a decision that was made in a positive or constructive light, and not as a result of um, not as a result of unfortunate events, you know. But. Um, yeah, social media is a danger. They say that something like 75% of divorce cases, the word Facebook occurs inside of the uh, the court records, inside of the stenographer's court records. Something like 75%, the word Facebook occurs inside divorce proceeding um, court records. So somebody's looking at somebody somebody's talking to somebody whatever the case may be there's more accessible the whole world has become a smaller place the whole world has become a metropolitan matter of fact it's more than metropolitan everybody you can reach out and touch anybody from the comfort of your phone now you don't need to walk over there you don't need to send a letter you don't need to write a letter you don't need to ride a horse you don't need to get on a buggy you don't need to ride a train you don't need to get in your car um it's made the world a smaller place and it's made it more chaotic. You know, you would think that people live in rural areas, people that come from small towns, it's a quote unquote simple, more uh, not underexposed, understimulated, more dopamine, uh, more more of a level headed type of dopamine experience, have better family structures. I would think that, I would think so too. I would think so too. But I, I haven't done that research. But, um, you know, and I was talking about that once when I was saying that, you know, listen, we need to lower the level of dopamine that we're getting by um, simple food, you know, simple experiences, simple everything. Just keep it on a level, not chasing another high, not chasing a better high. Because, look, the reason why they call weed a gateway drug is because certain people get high and then they say, I want to get higher than that. And they try something else. And they say, I want to get higher than that. And then they get higher and they want to get even higher than that. Or sometimes they don't even want to get higher than that. They're like, they want to get high and they don't have anything available. Somebody says, you want to try this? And then now they're moving from marijuana to pills um, to cocaine to crack. And then maybe you know, even to meth, because meth is kind of like crack, but it lasts longer. And then maybe, you know, somehow they get accidentally encounter fentanyl. If, you know, I don't think crack can kill you. I don't think you can overdose on crack, but most times when people overdose um, and it causes a fatality is because uh, the drug relaxes their bodily organs. It relaxes them so much that they don't breathe anymore and they go, you know, or or either it uh, 
it excites them so much or whatever that their heart just um, they have a heart attack they either have a heart attack from being overstimulated or they stop breathing from being uh, so much um, down lean this way son lean that way so you lean on the thing yep you know so um, yeah you know just be careful trying to have a simple experience simple life simple country life if possible look listen people are getting into gardening gardening is therapeutic gardening is part of the simple life part of the country life people are getting out into nature realizing the, the need of getting out into nature simple country life of course simple, of course people in the country are going to live better hopefully you know they don't they didn't well you know a lot of people didn't really have cable TV access, telecom, telecommunication access like that out there. I mean, now everybody has access to telecommunication, so I'm pretty sure that, you know, they're going to be facing the same social ills. Um, but, uh, and it also, it also, the time that it took for them to get ramped up to the same communications, telecommunications technology, really protected them, insulated them from certain social ills of the city, uh, of the metro area. Um, they still have the benefit of being in the country. They still have the benefit of not having a population density, uh, but regarding the fear of missing out, regarding the feelings of inadequacy, uh, regarding the jealousy, all of that. Um, they're still going to be subject to that. And regarding the drugs now, well, maybe not even now, but and regarding the drugs um, and the depression and all of that and the loneliness, they're still subject to that. The only thing they got is the country, the trees and the plants and the nature and the, um, and the, the lack of population density and, and maybe a less amount of um, environmental pollutants like car exhaust and uh, you know, stuff like that but anyhow I just want to jump on back on this post just to talk about the fact that um, the, uh, the, the the rugged individualism and the rebelliousness and all of that is working against us and um, and uh, you know the relationships are going to be destroyed and people are feeling lonely because they feel like they should be somewhere else because they see something better on the internet or social media or on their phone or whatever the case may be. You didn't have that before. You just saw people walking by on the street. You don't know what's going on with them. Not necessarily, you know. So anyhow, um, draw your own conclusions from that. You know, maybe think about that. I don't know. What's the solution? Hey, you can do like me, man. When you feel jealous, man, just mute. Just get off. Just fill your feed with things that are going to educate you um that's gonna build you up that's gonna teach you something um start a podcast i don't know start a podcast why not i'm gonna install spotify and i'm gonna start i'm gonna start responding to other people's questionnaires on their on their stuff i'm gonna start popping in on people and responding to their stuff on on the spotify app if they have an anchor if they have a spotify by podcasters um, Bob account, then I can send them questions and stuff like that. So what I'm going to start doing is starting to do some 
uh, interaction with those people. Other creators start working with some, not working with them, but start reaching out to them. You know, they're probably just as weird as I am. You know, like I said, curate your village. You know what I mean? Hey, thanks for listening.